Hey, uh, it's July 5th. I'm walking down a hill. Thought I'd pull out the recording because I'm listening to Brene Brown. And she read, uh, she's on the section about love and heartbreak. I've been thinking a lot about love and heartbreak. Heartbreaks of the past, current love. <laughs> heartbreaks of the future. But it ended with the brokenhearted or the I can't even get this out. So this moved me to to some quick tears. But Welcome to Through. mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The essay ended with, Brokenhearted are the bravest among us, for they have dared to love. And <laughs> that immediately made me cry. I'm crying a little bit right now. It's so true. It's so true. And thinking back to, I'm thinking back to a conversation I had with Sean. Prince Caspian a few days ago just talking about my own situation and the fear of getting hurt I've been working a lot with fear these past few days I realize I still have a lot of it um, in our conversation about the fear of getting hurt you know, he talked about his own breakup and how the pain was worth it because it meant that he had loved. And that almost made me cry right there. I don't know what it is, but that idea right there, that love and pain are inseparable, but <laughs> we go through it because the love is worth it. Oh man, that just punches me in the chest. <laughs> Of course, I like to think that every heartbreak I've had or every ounce of pain I've been through in terms of relationships, you know, the love was worth it. And I think that's true for the most part. But here's the thing. <laughs> Only for the past 19 months have I, I don't know, lived closer to my values in a non-numbing way. And I've been pain avoidant, I, you know, my whole life. I think a lot of people are, but I just lived deeply in the illusion that you could, uh, you know, think your way around stuff. My mom likes to tell this story about kids 
on the playground, there was one of those big uh, climbing jungle gym hexagon-shaped dome things. And the kids would climb to the top and jump down. My mom likes to tell this story that I would say, I don't want to do that because every time they jump down, they say, ow. <laughs> and I remember, too, seeing those kids do that. And it also looked like they were having a lot of fun because there was a reason they did it over and over again, even though it hurt. Huh? So, I think I have, um, you know, removed from my life a way that I thought helped me deal with pain, but ultimately caused a lot more. Kind of a self-medicating, numbing type of behavior. And how do we do that for any extended period of time? Well, we have to learn to accept life on life's terms. And for some reason, life's terms dictate pain, loss, and heartbreak. And that continues to be something I work with. The inevitability of that. You know, and especially is uh, front of mind on this journey for numerous reasons. One, every day <laughs> I face the sort of uh, physical demands of through hiking that involve a lot of just, just plain old, you know, mildly irritating physical pain trying to find a way around this river crossing. Sometimes in river crossings, you have to accept getting your feet wet, but not this one. You have to make it across dry. Woohoo! Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, this morning we had a three mile climb, pretty steep, up to a mountain pass. And it's not, it's, my leg hurts, like, and it's like, well, what other choice do I have? I decided to through hike the PCT. It's gonna hurt. <laughs> um, then there's also the deep friendships you form out here. Um, early on, it was with follow-up in Helium and his brother Flawless, or Rasmus and Zero, or Zach, that original Tramily, who I thought, you know, I love these people. I want to spend as much time with them as possible. 
and inevitably you separate. And I miss them in a lot of ways. And then there's the new Tramelee that came out of nowhere. Uh, Sean and Louie and Emma, or Prince Caspian Hollywood and Honey Socks. I love them deeply. You know, Sean and Louie have become some of my best friends. And I, and they're my, I mean, we're the triple grandpas. And then there's Emma, <laughs> Honey Socks, who, um, I fell quickly for, and I'm not surprised, I mean, for a lot of reasons, but, you know, what started as a few days hiking together and staying in an Airbnb in Wrightwood and then her, you know, laying on my lap kissing and then spending more time together and really connecting in a lot of ways. Um, and then calling each other baby and saying I love you and you know it's all progressed to that point and there was this kind of dance around the I love you stuff which was like simultaneously saying it but trying to keep it light it doesn't matter. Once I love yous are exchanged, I'm in it. So I've given this person my heart. I love this person. And then she leaves and the fear of heartbreak. And knowing that even in little ways, even if we're, if this does become a long-term relationship, that is good and lasts a long time. There will be little heartbreaks along the way. People hurt each other. It's inevitable. That was in the essay too. So then I talked to my good friends, Sean and Louie, about my fear. And I read Brene Brown to become more emotionally literate and be able to talk about these things and have the language around it and understand what I'm feeling and to feel like I'm not lesser for feeling these things because a lot of times my default subconsciously is to just say be cool you shouldn't have fear or jealousy but I do and I'm trying my best not to be ruled by that because I have a lot of joy too. I have a lot of excitement and joy around this. And I know that it's still really early and my energy is better spent focusing on what's exciting and, and what is yet to come and what we're still gonna figure out. And maybe not putting all my emotional eggs in this basket of this thing working out. And just knowing that I don't know what's gonna happen in the next few hours, let alone tomorrow, let alone two weeks from now when she's back, let alone at the end of September or middle of October when the trail is over and suddenly real life is upon us. But 
All that is to say is that it's brave to dare to love because heartbreak is inevitable. It's the other side of it. It sure hurts. But hearts can handle it, even though they're afraid. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I think a lot of the journey of the past almost two years has been about acceptance of a lot of things. But... What a place to learn about accepting the inevitability of pain. Oh, it's so hard for me. And yet, yeah, what a joy to love. I have to realize that already it's been worth it. <laughs> Coming to a beautiful lake where I think it make a really nice break spot. So I'll wait for Sean and Louie here. But I can handle the pain. I can face it head on. I can go through it. I said at the beginning of this, that I wanted to go through the pain to access the joy. And boy, is the universe making me put my money where my mouth is. This lake that I'm looking at, surrounded by mountains. The water is both cold and refreshing. A shock to the system and pure dopamine. And every time I jump in an alpine lake, I usually say out loud, it was worth it. Every time. So here's to jumping in. among us because they have dared to love. If you're enjoying through and want to support the podcast and me on my journey, become a subscriber, aka a trail angel on through plus on Apple podcasts or Patreon. 
There you'll find a community of fellow enthusiasts and all sorts of bonus content. Through is a co-production of Spoke Media and Q-Code. This episode was produced by Kelly Kolf and Brigham Mosley with help from Carson McCain. The episode was written by Brigham Mosley. Mixed by InPal Audio. Our art is by Andrew Adams. Executive producers for Spoke are Aaliyah Tavakolian and Keith Reynolds. Executive producers for Q-Code are Steve Wilson, Dave Henning, and Rob Herding. Special thanks to Noah Heller and Ellie Katapish. Welcome to a journey into the heart of the Texas Renaissance Festival, the nation's largest and rowdiest celebration of medieval fantasy. But what lurks beneath the facade of tights and turkey legs? Well, we dove deep into the empire to uncover a history marred by mystery and misconduct, murders, assaults, and other crimes that tarnish its legacy. This isn't just a fairy tale. It's a cautionary tale of power, fantasy, and the consequences that follow when they all collide. Search for Crime Waves Renaissance Texas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now.